Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. Yeah, I'm Butch. And I'm Geordie Paul. Welcome to episode 102. On this episode, we have gone to Shudder to watch the new movie, Choose or Die. Also, we have the final of Geordie Paul's horror top trumps. And not only that, Butch pulled out the bag last time for our movie from the vault. None other than Jeepers Creepers. How you doing, guys? You right? Jeepers Creepers. Oh, what those peepers. Yeah, I'm all good, man. Well, we know what the intro music's going to be. <laughs> How's things? How's things? What you been, boys been up to? Geordie Paul, what you been up to? What you been watching? What? Well, not a lot, really. Um, I went to the cinema the other day to watch The Northman. Ooh, uh, Robert Eggers, go on. How was that? Yeah, it was good. It was. It was good. I think I need to watch it again. I, I It didn't blow my mind. Like, well... The lighthouse was just too mental for me, and uh, the witch was phenomenal. But it, it was sort of sat somewhere in between for me. Um, I thought it was actually going to blow my mind, but it, it sort of didn't. Um, I don't really want to talk too much because you guys want to go and see it. But um, it's definitely enjoyable, and it's it's be- it's a beautiful film as well. So, mm, okay, cool. Well, yeah. nothing else really I've watched to be honest, apart from. TV shows, which have got nothing to do with horror. <laughs> well, but before know. I go on, I do want to say a uh, very happy fifth wedding anniversary to my darling wife. So then, Aww. I'm not going to get in any, any more trouble. Friends. Friend. Enough <laughs> <laughs> right, of this hobby shit. <laughs> I can't believe she's put up with you for five years, mate. I know. Fair play. That's a horror story in itself. What you, Butch? What you getting your peepers on? So I watched The Master, or Master, I think it's called, um, on Amazon Prime, which is a interesting sort of delve into, I don't know, sort of like a, a set of college and sort of, sort of almost like colonial in its view. Um, there's like, it crosses a lot of like subculture, like racism and all this sort of stuff and people like integrating but not integrating and stuff like that. Um, it delves into sort of some like kind of witchy vibe and some cult vibes and stuff like that. And it's actually a really good movie, some really spooky scenes and sets and um set on a campus and he doesn't like a good campus horror. So yeah, it was um it was actually pretty good, to be honest. Mm, nice. Um I did watch the a real horror show, uh, the Jimmy Savile story on oh, Netflix. Fucking hell, so like oh my lord. Fucking hell. There's a bit in that where I had to rewind it and go, did, did that just really happen? It was when, it was like, a, it was being interviewed and this minder was carried this poor girl over and sort of, and he sets her down and says, uh, uh, yeah, that, yeah, turn it around, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that'll do, bring it back later. And it's like, what? Not I only mean, that, did you, did you see the clip off Top of the Pops where he's literally molesting a girl? Like I've he's seen grabbing that her, but really hard, like really fucking hard, and it's like, what the? He literally, like, in plain sight of everyone, every every interview, he j- joked about it, and in plain sight, it's just crazy, it's absolutely insane. So dark, it's all over there, man. It's um, that's a horror. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy bit... Savile, the British horror story. Yeah, John Wayne, John Wayne Gacy tapes are on as well. It's just dropped. I quite fancy watching that. Yeah. It's mm. dark. So, yeah, pretty good, man. That would be brutal. 
What about you, Matt? What have you been? Uh, have you been up to much? No, I, I also watched that, but um, I did watch the 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 latest episode of Moon Knight, which I'm not going to spoil, obviously, because I know Butch hasn't seen it yet. Uh, but there there is um, some interesting stuff in that this, in this episode. So get yourself watching it, mate, as soon as you can. Very, very interesting. But no, I haven't really watched anything else but that, I don't think. All right, well... Busy a couple of weeks. No problems. Let's get on to some news then. Let's just get dive, dive straight into there. Matt, you got any? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to just kick off with... Um, it's a bit less news, but more of some info that I got. Uh, somebody contacted me over Instagram about a new documentary they're making. And I never knew of this guy. I never, I've not even heard of this band ever. And it's insane that, that we haven't heard of him. You probably haven't heard of him either. But it, it's a documentary and it's called The Life and Slimes of Dukey Flywater. Flieswater. Dukey flies worth bit of a mouthful but it's literally right a documentary about this legend guy um he was in a band called haunted garage or haunted garage what you know over here, i don't know what you call it but anyway he's in a band that's like a proper rock band like but it was way back in the like 80s early 80s and stuff like that and i think late maybe late 70s but he does uh, do you remember Gwar? Like yeah. the, uh, they're, but they're not they're not dressed up as monsters or anything but they do horror shows with music as well like but he comes out and like will rip out his chest and throw his guts into the crowd he literally spits blood everywhere um they bring on loads of prosthetic like skeletons and all this other stuff and it looks really like wow done they had like proper kind of like uh, special effects guys do all the stuff for him but it, like this documentary, I'll put the link out and I'll show you guys just down steep. But they were like huge in L.A. Like the L.A. scene, they were massive. And like, get this, like Nirvana supported them <laughs> literally in the early days. And like literally, apparently there used to be queues around the block to watch them because it was just a spectacle of thing to watch. And they would do something different every single kind of show. But I will show you it and it's just like, it's, I think Butch, you'll love it. Because it's like, I don't know, if Troma did bands. Okay, like, I mean, that sounds good. It's <laughs> fucking bonkers. It's like, we, I really want to see the whole documentary. I'll have to get in contact with the guy um, and find out when it's coming out or if it's out already. But like, it's all like a talking heads thing where people are just all chatting about it. Um, there's some real famous talking heads on there as well. Bill Mosley's on there talking about it. There's like loads of people from horror talking about it. Um, but it looks fucking crazy. I never even heard of it. The, nice. the Life and Slimes of Dukey Flies War. Fucking great, great name. So, yeah, <laughs> all over that. <laughs> it's crazy. You've got to watch it, man. It's, it's, the clip is insane. But it looks good. It looks good. But that's all the I think the news I've got this week, to be fair. There was another documentary that I saw that was in the making. That I think it looked like uh, Halloween 3. They looked like they're doing a documentary based on that. Really? Uh, I think Tommy Wallace is doing it. Um, and, like, looks like they're shooting, like, later on this year. Um, but yeah, like all on like where where is Michael Myers and the phenomenon behind Halloween three and stuff like that. It's quite be quite quite interesting. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I quite like that. that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, maybe let's contact them, find out, <laughs> I, I, give it a shout. Why not? Could a great episode on that. Um, I saw a couple of trailers. I think that's a big one that we all saw. 
but I saw one called uh, The Innocence, which is out May 13th. It's like a Norwegian horror movie. Um, starring a, a, it's sort of like a coming of age, like, story. Um, of these kids that sort of meet in the summer and they sort of all have seem to develop like supernatural powers. Um, one of the kids is autistic as well and I don't know, there seems to be a little dark turn and, um, a, a lack of control over the powers and stuff like that, which this causes some quite interesting sequences in the actual trailer that I watched. It's called The, uh, The Innocence. So yeah, um, yeah, I like Norwegian. Troll Hunter was great. So, yeah, I'll, I'll check that one out. Um, Strange Things news. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's talk the trailer. What do we think? Yowza. I was, I was, I was like, please be on next week. Please be on next week. <laughs> it's bit, it, I mean, it felt, it felt huge. It felt ridiculously big. Matt, they've got some money on this, haven't they? I mean, uh, I know they had money before, but it looks like they've gone fucking balls deep on this one. Right. Like endless pots of cash. Budget information. Okay. Um, season budget four. Information. Season four had a budget, the one that's coming, of 30 million per episode. To give that some, t- like, reference. Fucking hell. Really? You're right. Yeah. Are you sure you're reading that right? 30 con- million per yeah. episode. For context, Game of Thrones reported budget reached 15 million per episode. So what the fuck are they doing in this? It must be special effects. I know. Like, it must I, be. I mean, we saw the, you know, that's been all over, like, um, social media is uh, their sort of Freddy-esque character. Like, you know, we, we've seen the evolution of this thing in the Upside Down, and I guess we're getting further evolution of that. I'm just, I'm excited, man. The budget is ridiculous. I don't know. I may, uh, Will it be too much? Wait and see. But, like, um, I'm looking forward to it. After the last season was so vibrant and so bright. I'm just, I'm looking forward to this. See what, I, I feel, I feel that it's going to be a lot more set in the upside down and stuff like that from the trailer, mm-hmm. what we watched. Mm, I'm, ex- I'm excited and, you know, got some trepidation at the same time. So it's all good. What about you, Jordy Paul? You got anything? Yeah. So I was going to mention, uh, the new series of Love, Death and Robots. The, the trailer. I, I thought the trailer was genius because it starts off with The Crown. And then it just cuts in, and I just thought it was great. So, oh, the well, the TV show, The Crown. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's, it's basically saying like from Netflix who brought you, and it's like you got it's like pictures from The Crown, and then all of a sudden it like goes, <laughs> and then it starts. But uh, really, yeah, hopefully, look, I think we we all loved the first series. I was really a bit disappointed with the second series. So I'm hoping it sort of uh, comes I back. Think with we all were a little bit, weren't we? The first series blew my head. But it was like yeah. second season was half a season, wasn't it? Really, it wasn't a full season, which is what this is sort of making out to be. But I thought it wasn't a trailer. I thought it was. I thought you'd sent us a fake trailer because all the footage was tight that, <laughs> that was in there was stuff that we'd already seen in season one and two. So I didn't see anything new. So is it you sure? Oh, no, there was definitely flashes at the end of new stuff. Mm. And they haven't really given it's us. On, any- well, it's de- it's on Netflix. It's definitely on Netflix. So uh, they haven't given us anything away. I thought it was clever. So yeah, brilliant. I loved, I mean, yeah, season one for sure. Maybe I need to go back and watch season two again. But the animation for me is, um, I don't know, like it almost seems like, I would love to see if like any of those guys who did the first season went on to jump on board with some of the great animation we've seen in the last couple of years. Like, the, you know, like the boys shorts, the Invincible, oh my God, Vox Machina and stuff like that. So I'd be interested to see what sort of, you know, journey they've been on. Even like, oh, what was that? 
Arcane. Oh, fucking hell. Mm, that's crazy. Sorts of things. So yeah, there's been some, there's some great animation out there. I'm watching at the moment, um, Pacific Rim Into the Black or something like that. Um, which is an anime, sort of animation. Very good. Interesting. So yeah, but all for that, all for a bit of love, death and robots. Have you guys watched any of the Halo stuff? Apparently that's meant to be quite good. And I know it's not technically horror, but just uh, apparently it's no. good, good, good numbers on it, apparently. I haven't caught any of that, mate, but if, where's that? What's that on? I think it's Amazon Prime, is it? It's Amazon, it's Amazon Prime, yeah. They were taking a lot of backlash because apparently the Master Chief reveals his face and everyone was like, oh, you can't do that. So. Oh, right, oh, oh dear. The whole cross the gamers. <laughs> it's another Mandalorian. Can't show space. Oh, well, never mind. Are you all done with the news, boys? Have you got any more well, news for our ears? We must, mention, we must mention the return of David Cronenberg, guys. Yep, true. Yep. The trailer for, what, Crimes of the Future? Wow. Mm. That looks pretty cool. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it looks absolutely beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Um, what was the last time thing we saw him in? I don't know if you know, like... It couldn't have been the cell, was it? It couldn't have been Jennifer Lopez the cell. It hasn't been that long, has it? No, uh, it was. What else? History of Violence was after that, wasn't it? Oh yeah, History of Violence. Yeah, I forget about all those. I forget about all the ones that he sort of like the the brutalities, like there, the History of Violence, Eastern Promises, and stuff. Like that. And this has got Vigo Mortensen in as well, yeah. hasn't it? So yeah, maybe he's a, it's an interesting one. Like uh, you know, the the eighty eighties Cronenberg and then the nineties Cronenberg and stuff like that. Mm. But, yeah. Oh yeah, because he did. He's done a couple of things. The nest, like mm, he's some promises. Yeah, he's he's been on a hiatus for definite, definite. I think he probably but, watched his son knock possessor out the park. I thought, you know what? <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Yeah, that's the, that's one that I'm looking forward to. The David Cronenberg movie, definitely. Yeah, Stuart. Mm. All righty then. Let's call it day on the news, and let's get on to our main review. Congratulations. You are worthy. And remember, reality is cursed. So this week we have been to Netflix to watch uh, a Netflix original, in fact, um, called Choose or Die. After firing up a lost 80s survival horror game, a young Coda unleashes a hidden curse that tears reality apart, forcing her to make a terrifying decision and face deadly consequences. So, this film popped up literally out of nowhere, which was pretty, pretty crazy, I thought. And um, it's got quite an interesting cast. The the voice of, of Mr. Robert England, which was quite good, but we didn't see him, I don't think, unless he was lurking around a corner somewhere. And um, Eddie Marsden. Eddie Marsden. And hey, don't forget, he's in Butterfield as well. He's, he's yeah, in. I know. Where's he been? It's like, he's, he's not done tons recently, but uh, I don't know. What? What was the last thing he did then? It was in that fucking TV show on Netflix, The oh, Sex Education. I don't watch TV. <laughs> don't don't forget Angela Griffin from Coronation Street was also in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, she was her mother. I don't even know who that was. 
It's a, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, like <laughs> it's great, but yeah, you're right, Eddie Hunt. Fucking, you know, that was a a good get. I thought. Um, it's an interesting movie, like sort of like set around. I would say like eighties gaming, like that sort of video cassette era. Um, that was yeah, great. yeah. The, the Spectrum ZX didn't have enough in my eyes. I think it could have done with some more, but that's just me being picky. Alright, it follows Kayla, played by Ayla Evans as the main sort of character. Um, and she's sort of trying to, um, they, they sort of like convert old video games. Again, it's that Archive 81 sort of scenario where, where it seems to be hip and cool to go back and sort of regenerate old technology, which I think is fantastic. Um, and it sort of follows this game that encourages, well, forces the, the, the player to um, choose the fate of people around her, or and then you know the levels get harder and stuff like that throughout. It's almost like they're avatars, aren't they? And they control them kind of their, and their fate. Which is yeah, and the game's what the game's called Cursor, Cursor, sort of thing. The weird sort of names. Yeah, um, it's definitely been invented based on some random like text and stuff that one person's found, which you don't really find out till later. But spoilers, yeah. <laughs> the initial scene with Eddie Hearns, I thought, was a great, great touch. The music was fantastic. I thought it was um, a lovely sort of set and tone and pace to the actual thing. And um, I thought the, the, the sort of twist in terms of what was actually happening and that he didn't know that he was actually playing a game, I thought it was quite interesting. When especially when you sort of just see out of nowhere, you clearly found what he actually chose. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was um, quite dark, I thought. And the fact That's, that Yeah, come on, sorry. The fact that the mum had to cut, his, you know, spoilers, had to cut uh, her own son's tongue out. So, pretty good start, I thought. What did you think? What did you make of this? I mean, I got quite excited about it, obviously. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, the start of it, mate, had me hook, line and sinker. It had, like, fucking one of the best posters of our generations on his wall. Like the dad, like what a nerd is like in his little nerd room, just like us, like sat in his nerd room, like with one of the best posters on the wall of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, straight from the bottom, like loving this. And then seeing the old kind of computer game and stuff, love that. Um, the music starts off brilliantly. I didn't even realise it's Liam Howlett from Prodigy, which oh, is wow. the music. Couldn't believe it because I saw his name pick up, come up. I, I thought. Is he in it? And he, but he didn't. He did the music to it, which was really fucking good. I really enjoyed the music. Um, but yeah, it, it starts off really, really cool. Um, and like, there's a couple of scenes that just fucking blew me away. Like, really had me kind of squirming. There's a scene. Spoilers. You know, obviously skip all this if you want to go and watch it. But there's a, a scene in the cafe where the the the, the glass eating stuff was fucking vivid. Uh, and I was like, oh my god, it's just gross. And the effects really, again, Dan Martin done the effects. Wow, really? We've Fuck had him on the podcast. I don't know how, if he did all of them, but I'm pretty sure it's, it looked like his kind of stuff. So that, that was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. What about you, Jordy Paul? Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. It had some interesting, interesting concepts behind it. I think, um, the, the acting, the, the two, the, the, the main girl who played Kayla was, I thought she was great. Obviously yes, coming from that broken home where, was her mum ill or was she a junkie? I could, I didn't get that one. 
was she? I think she was a junkie. Obviously, she's suffering with the the loss of a a child, isn't she? A I child, think she yeah. turned to drugs, and I don't think yeah. she's. I think she's just trying to get them off off them. I think. Yeah, and she's got like a, a an evil like landlord, stepfather, landlord type mum's boyfriend type of thing. Kind of molester kind of weirdo <laughs> yeah fucking weird yeah but obviously she is, then escapes to to Isa Butterfield's bunker and I think is, is he sort of teaching her how to code and teaching her like how to do all this type of stuff and introducing her to as he says run DMC um, yeah well I thought the bits and I was my eyes opened where the fact that he was like dissecting the code from the fucking cassette tapes so I thought that was fascinating and that was some right nerdy stuff like being able to pull out all the actual um, the ribbon and see what's on the ribbon that's used to, because that's what it was. I didn't know how the, how the fuck these games work back in the day. Mm. I it was great to see that. Well, I did yeah. think I was watching a Black Mirror episode. It well, it was a lot like that. Um, the one where you choose where you want to go. Do you remember? Yeah, the band Bandersnatch is it? Bandersnatch. Yeah, it's a lot like that when you yeah. think about it because you it, chose it, your destination. Yeah, it, it felt like that. Um. It's sort of like the British version of 13 Game of Death, almost. You know, ish. Add that sort of vibe to it. You know, that it's on the back of, say, like, the Squid Game and all this sort of branching out. I thought it was kind of those, cho- those choice horrors, which are um, giving the, you know, the people in there what what the outcome is. And it sort of does set an, an interesting tone to it. I thought it was quite clever. Some of the, like you said, that fucking glass-eating one was like... But that was probably, maybe that was the, for me, that was maybe the peak in terms of the cringiness of some of the choices. Um, I thought they they, they peaked at that and then it didn't really go back to that sort of level again. um, It got a bit, then it got a bit like, for some reason, I got a Hellraiser vibe. Like when the doors, the door, the door. Yeah, the blue, the, the pull the old blue and red door trick. (laughs) Is that, do you reckon that's a nod to me? tricks kind of thing <laughs> yeah maybe Make your blue pill kind of thing but it was, that was all like then it was all like jump scares i suppose ish and like running around corridors and then you started trying to introduce the story of her lost sibling and i'm like mm, i don't really need that to be honest <laughs> i did like the one bit i did like is where she was like playing a computer game and her mum was in the the flat that was pretty cool i mean because even not seeing what was going on in the flat but on the game and hearing it, I thought that's really effective. I thought that was really cool. And seeing the aftermath, but not seeing the actual thing, I thought that was quite clever and quite creative. Kit, so, yeah. God knows what the fucking that rat looked like. Yeah, I want to know what that fucking rat looked like. Maybe I'm making an appearance in Choose or Die 2. Mm. Bigger right. budget. <laughs> Big rat. There was a real jump scare. I like got. I It got me. In this, which I thought was good, there was a real jump scare moment um, with the, with the dead Ricky, with a dead son in that when they're in the pool, um, and he sort of got up, and I was like, I don't know if I just got my pulled myself out of it or something like like that, but it, yeah, that one went. Well, I was like, fuck, that got me. So that was quite, I was quite impressed with that. So yeah, I'm always always good for a jump scare. Or there was a bit of like lost vibe to it at some stage with a bit almost like Dharma initiative. I didn't really understand what was going on with the creation of the game. You know, the sort of pulling apart all the codes. Did anyone sort of understand what was going on with that? Well, they thought it was it. Well, the way I saw it was they they they'd happened upon this curse, and obviously the the symbols 
they worked out what the symbols meant and then they they coded that into a game to see if it was they like experimented on it to see if actually um that the gist of it was if you if you the the person who is the cursor essentially the person who's playing that can they can benefit from other people getting the curse essentially so they can use the curse for the benefit of themselves um and i think that's why they put it into a game to see if that actually transpired because they obviously they have obviously tracked the source of the game down um because there's like that's where robert england comes in isn't it where he's saying oh you can win 250 grand or 150 grand if you beat the game um and they they track it down to the warehouse and then find a video on it. There's a guy like sitting sat there, sort of going. They, he does his own experiment where he sort of like cuts his arm open. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, tells the, the the guy playing the game then chooses to bite his arm off, but he obviously thinks it's just a, a wind up and says, "Oh yeah, my arm." And then actually, as he bites his arm, the other guy heals. Yeah, sort of like okay, so more pain on. Yeah, like they kind of like in the. The, the end boss battle, if you like, was like, you know, if you wound yourself, you can actually heal and become better and stuff like that, which was quite an interesting, like, twist on it. Yeah, it's almost like the ring where you have to pass it on. Do you know what I mean? It ha- you have to sort of reproduce it and play the game and keep playing the game. And then if you keep playing the game in the way it's supposed to be played, other people are going to get fucked over. But you're going to be fine. Yeah. Because the guy, uh, I suppose, skipping. I don't know if you want to skip right at the end, but the guy who actually created the game at the end, like when you see him in the video, he's proper mental. Mm. He's a bit like disheveled and he looks crazy, obviously, crazy. whatever's taken over his head. But right at the end of the the, the film, he's a, he's a he owns his own company. Yeah, so there, there is a benefit from he's playing the game. And she, been benefit- and she sort of played it well, I suppose, because eventually she won, which was pretty cool. I suppose, and I guess that she's the boss now. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a go back a bit. There is a Butterfield death is was a bit intense. Yeah, that was a bit bonkers. Rewind, rewind, fast forward with the with the tape ribbon coming. It was basically like, don't defy the game. The game will fuck you over. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but yeah, he he's she kept she kept fast forward and rewind, and I was like, the poor lad, leave me alone. (laughs) <laughs> what, yeah, what was going on with that? Why did she change, kept changing her mind? I didn't get that. I think Is she it... thought she could save him by reversing it, but then realised that actually she can't. <laughs> Stuck in a loop. Yeah, it was pretty dark. Um, but yeah, I like that. Having him in the movie was pretty cool. And the, but the last, the last bit with like obviously Eddie, her, Eddie, is it Eddie Hearns, Matt? Eddie Marsden. Eddie Marsden. And he's a fantastic actor to have in any fucking movie. He lifts anything. He's just got such a intense, creepy vibe to him. I just kept on thinking his voice was going to change, you know. He does that voice, Danny. Like in one of the films. <laughs> I can't remember what film it is. Oh, maybe. <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's played a proper American in this. Mm. Um, yeah, I like, I like the effects of that. Like, fucking, like... It's just like the bit where she just gets, like chucked into the pool and she's got cuts all over her face and there's like all blue they look well real because it's all the blood was just coming out of the cuts and stuff it's crazy was the son trying to shoot him or her oh, the freaky little son with all the bits of magazine stuck on his face because he didn't have a mouth and stuff he didn't have eyes but yeah the son tried to shoot her thinking he was tr- saving his dad didn't he 
Right. But then he was like, don't shoot her, shoot me. And I think his wife then got the gist of it. But, like, it made you think what has been going on in the house. Because he said, he said when she gets back, she finds this, obviously, the game director to his house. And they're all sat at the dinner table. And then his wife and son are scared shitless of him because they obviously know that they've obviously been cutting lumps off each other. Just to play this fucking game. Yeah. He's obviously he, not been he, playing it well because every single time he's like, his son's got no tongue, no eyes. His wife's got like fucking burns all over her face. It's like, what is he doing? <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, there looks some weird shit that we didn't see. <laughs> I kind of like that, just popping out, just yeah, turning up. That's what I couldn't figure out. It's like, so is he now a bastard? Is he, is he just a abu- proper abused his power yeah. to go like, right, well. Yeah. That's, that's confused me a bit because I was like, well, if he's playing the game, why has it just been in his house with those two? It's just like a bit, bit strange. I don't know. It's a, it's a very strange. He makes copies. That's what I said. The game, the game will leave you alone if you make copies. So that's how they get the copy. Right. Because he said, he obviously sends it out. But yeah, I did. Matt, it's funny that you said like at the start, it's, he's in his little nerd room because I was watching it going, Jesus, I hope Matt's got no like crazy videotape in that, in his little, uh, man cave. <laughs> yeah. I found like a weird little game at a car boot. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite retro. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like no, I not at all. I don't think it was bad. It was entertaining. Um, I just think it. You're right. It kind of crescendoed in the middle and just kind of just petered off a little bit. I, I think, think so. for me, it just got a bit too, a little bit lost and a bit murky at the end. But I love the concept. I think it's a really really cool idea. Um, I think they could have gone a bit more retro because it's kind of like at the start they're just trying to ram all these things in a bit too much i thought like the references to freddy and i know without even saying it like you know the guy with the doing the fingers thing <laughs> that annoyed me a little bit but anyway but yeah yeah i i liked it i enjoyed it um and i think it was it was okay it's a good strong journey i thought like it was not for me that era whenever they pop it up and stuff like that and they seem to be delving into it in different terms i love that archive 81 i'll go back to that i thought that was great in terms of recreating like videotapes yeah the the fucking castle it now that's great yeah i know but then this one was like a nice little good because it was good to see the old you know the old (laughs) that sort of thing it's fucking great (laughs) they don't understand out there what we are going through it doesn't make me want to jump out and buy a spectrum zx so i think i'll leave that one in the past But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the journey and liked all the music and all that sort of stuff. I think it was really cool. And the special effects were pretty, were really decent. So yeah, love, not, not bad. What about you, Paul? Yeah, I, I thought it was, it was enjoyable enough. Um, I, I, I did think it lacked a sucker punch. I thought, obviously, there's a scene right at the end where she's like, gets her own back on a pimp's boyfriend's stepdad's crazy molester man. Oh yeah, I forgot about by, that. By setting him up, saying like, oh, if 20 quid an hour, come on, let's go. And then basically she causes him to put his face through loads of needles in a sink. Which That's pretty disturbing at the end, his face. Yeah, which healed her. Yeah, which healed her. And then it, it obviously sets up the guy, like the guy phones her from the company. And it, 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 it almost sets up the next film, like to go, right, she's on our crusade. Because she was like, he said, who's going to suffer? And she said, the people that deserve to. So, so now she's going to like, use this game to right wrongs in 
you know, almost to become like a mini like superhero type of thing. Um, but I, I think it just lacked that like that 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 killer blow, if it were. I thought it was perfectly serviceable without being. Yeah, great. That's fair. I think that's fair. Definitely one of those films that can like be, I think, franchised out. And it, could, it could have a couple. I think. Like, yeah, like Escape Room. Yeah, definitely. Definitely wouldn't be surprised if we saw no one. Um, what about rate? How do you rate this, uh, Matt? I'll go. I'll probably go about a six out of ten for me. Six yeah, ten. I, I'll probably yeah. For me, I'm yeah six, maybe seven. Probably six is fair. Six is fair, definitely above average. I'll, get, I'll go. I'll go with you on six out of ten. Geordie Paul, I agree with Frigid. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> yeah, six out of ten. It was, but it was, it was a slightly above average. But I wouldn't go. I wouldn't seek it out to watch it again if that makes sense. I think like done with it and then. Yeah, so six out of ten is fair. Happy days. That's so, uh, choose choose or die. Six out of ten. Not bad. Not bad. Who chose right. it? I did. No, I we found. chose it. All right. Well. We didn't die it. We chose it. Clever. Did it? Nice. Choose or die. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was a bit slow on that one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> right on to our next uh, episode's movie <laughs> main movie. There's a couple of options and stuff like that out there that we're seeking, looking to shudder. There's the cellar, the seed, and stuff like that. There's one called uh, that master, which I talked about earlier. We'll see. We we know that we're amping up to Doctor Strange soon, and there's a fucking maze full of loads of movies, Firestarter, men, and all sorts of stuff. So men, 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 men. Who knows? Keep keep an eye out for what movie. Keep an eye out on what we're doing for next episode. Fantastic. Right. Let's move on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Okay, so it's the moment everybody's been waiting for. The weeks have led up to this one. It's the, the draw one last breath. Top Trump's final. Um, so just to give you a bit of background, so we had eight finalists. Um, Matt and Paul picked random numbers this week. Um, well, Paul picked four numbers and Matt got left with the rest. So, um, but. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little quarter final. We're going to go from eight to one. We're going to crown the champions. So the scores are going to remain the same that they've already been assigned. So um, thanks to obviously myself and uh, Ali Cat John for some of the scores. Um, but yeah, so they've also picked an order, so they don't have any unfair advantages. Um, and I've wrote them down, so I'm now about to announce who they have and who they're going to play against. Jordan Paul, spec- you've got to do it in a you've got to do it in a voice like you know like. Pennywise versus. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> um, in a in a special surprise uh, twist, because you know how much I love twists. Um, I've actually added a sixth, um, a sixth sort of trump, as it were, um, a sixth category, which is the total box office revenue. Oh my god! Oh, hang on. So, it is in the uh, it's it's I was right when I was writing it down I was actually surprised at some of them um and like 
how much some of them have actually made. But no, um, no checking yeah, so phone, Paul. I can see you right now, Butch. Stop I, it. It doesn't matter because I'm going to tell you them. So it'll. Uh, it's in, it's good for in the event of a tie a tiebreaker. It's whoever has the most box office, okay. um, and then obviously it does count towards a point as well. So um, it's now out of six. So I'll, I'm excited. I'll, I'll Let's do, do it. Come on. Yeah. So for the first round, Paul has picked Reagan from The Exorcist, and Matt has picked none other than Michael Myers. I'm glad you said Mike, uh, Michael Myers, because when you texted me, you said Mike Myers, and I was like, not the dude from Austin Powers. <laughs> that was it, yeah. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Those were long messages I had to type. I had to have some shortcuts. <laughs> okay, so over to you, lads. So what have we got, physical or Reagan? <laughs> well, Reagan's got seven for physical. And uh, Mr. Michael Myers is a hard bastard at number nine. Of course, of course. Moving on to mental strength. Oh, I think I might add this seven for mental. Yep, you got it. He's, he's uh, not very mental, old Michael Myers. I got a four. Mine loves playing the mind tricks. Even though he's like been in a mental hospital for most of his life. <laughs> God knows. I think it was me that done the numbers. Did work very well, did it? <laughs> no. Right, uh, and moving swiftly on to weapons. What we got for weapons? Well, she's got a crucifix that she's lost somewhere. Um, so nothing really. So she got a one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know how I won this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I did the numbers on Michael Myers as well. I'm pretty sure I had him originally, and I gave him a two, even though he does he does have quite a few weapons, mainly the knives, obviously, but. Synonymous. God knows how I won that, but I did. Fair. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, right, so after three, uh, Matt is winning 2 1. Michael Myers is winning 2 1, should I say? Uh, we go on to Fear Factor now. Well, I've got an eight. That's not bad. Eight for Fear Factor. What you got? Is that a, is that a draw? That's a draw, mate, isn't it? Oh. Look at that. Good memory by oh. me. So it's still 2 1, going into Horror Icon. Well, what we got? Should, should be quite even, Stevens. Mine's a seven. And mine's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means that... Right, so the box office. So, obviously, Matt's, Michael Myers has won, but uh, the total box office. Do you just want to give it a guess, from, just to try and think a number for Michael Myers? So this is the total Halloween franchise. What? Up until now. Yeah, up until now. Yeah. Oh my lord. Um, Christ, I can't even begin to imagine. Three hundred million. Right. Well, we'll do Reagan first. So that was the entire Exorcist well. franchise, okay? So I know Reagan's not in all of them, but technically it's the demon, isn't it? So meals, not the total Exorcist mm-hmm. box office, worldwide box office to now is. Four hundred and twenty-eight million dollars. Wow. That's not bad. Which I thought was massive, considering the films aren't like obviously the first one. I know the first one probably took the biggest chunk of money, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a big chunk of money. Banned, wasn't it, at one point as well? Yeah, so um, absolutely staggering numbers. Yeah. Did you include the TV show in that though? No TV show. No, it's just the okay. films. Okay. So Halloween. So 428 million is quite It impressive. must be way more. But, way more. 
compared to Michael Myers, Michael Myers is up there at $749 million. Wow. Now, obviously, that's helped with the, the reboots and the remakes and the, you know, the, there was a big chunk for Halloween, uh, the remake, the new one. Like 13 and, movies versus five, I think. So, yeah, so basically, yeah. I win that round. Yes, you so do. Michael Myers is Ooh. through and poor Reagan is knocked out. Out of the fucking window, okay. down those steps. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay, cool. So, um, the next one, so Paul, who have you picked next? Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance. Oh, God. Matt. Here's Johnny. And this is one that I really didn't want to get, is Gabriel from Malignant. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted him back. He destroyed in the fucking Thank first you round. And good night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Gabriel's going to win the thing. Um. Okay. So we have right. Matt, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, so Gabriel. Physical strength. Number nine. It's quite hard. Nine. Eight. Eight for Jack. Oh. Jack. Oh. Gabriel. Stretches out to a lead. Uh, mental. Matt, what you got? Well, I mean, it's all about mental, isn't it? Ten. Yeah, I gave him, t- I gave him a ten. I remember that. Two for Jack. He's not He's not there. He's not there at all. He's not. He's definitely not there. Uh, weapons. Gabriel's got two, even though... I mean, he's, he's, That was contentious at the time, remember, Paul said he didn't have any weapons. He scratches people, but we were all like, <laughs> he has got knives. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, but Jack's got a, a lovely axe, uh, so he's six. Yeah. Well, two, one. So Gabriel's winning two, one after after three again. Right, fear factor, what we got? Eight for Gabriel. Ooh, you're going to smash this. Six for Jack. Oh. oh no! I think I've lost anyway. If we go to a tiebreaker, I'm screwed. Wow, now. this is so. This is so. What we got? Yeah. So Gabriel's three one after four. So we have two left. Remember. So uh, Jack Torrent. Sorry, uh, horror icon. What you got, Matt? <laughs> one. Eight. One. Poor Gabriel. Jack Torrance wins that one. So this goes down now. So it's three two. To um. Gabriel, and now it's all on box office. So whoever wins this obviously wins um, because the tiebreaker's box office. So hang on a minute, are you including the one of us in this, like all the country movies? Because you know, can I not get away with that? Uh, no. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> sure, I think you might have done better anyway. I mean, I don't get Doctor Sleep. I'm guessing. No, you don't. It's just The Shining. No, I think The Shining's hands. No, down. I don't. I don't think so. I do. So, do you want to know? Oh, yep. tense. It so, it malignant, Malignant's worldwide box office was $33 million. Shining's got to be more than that. The Shining worldwide box office is $45 million. Oh, see, I told you it bombed. It did, yeah. yeah so, I, I remember it did. I, I, I'm just thinking of, like, video sales and stuff like that. But yeah, it doesn't include so, that, does it? Forty-five million. So Jack Torrance goes through. Really? I thought the maths was um, he did three-two. So how does how did I how did I go through? No, it was three-three after six. Yeah, it was well, you win on the tiebreaker because of the box office. Was, okay. 
So that's the first semi-final. The first semi-final is Michael but Myers versus I Jack Torrance. Actually gutted that Gabriel's knocked out. It's a shame. Who again? <laughs> right, swiftly on to number three, the third quarter final. Who we got? So, Paul, you go first. Who did you pick? Bruce the Shark. Good old Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Good old Bruce the Shark. I'm and Jules. he is playing against Matt. Pennywise. Pennywise. <laughs> wow. Right, so... Uh, should we go physical strength first, Paul? Six. Six. What do we have, Pennywise? Pennywise is a bit pussy. Three. Three. So Bruce takes an early lead. We have mental? One. One. Who was oh. a thick shark? I mean, he does bite the... He doesn't swallow the tank, does he? So, <laughs> uh, Six Pennywise, Pennywise. Six. One, one. Uh, weapons. What we got for weapons? We got four. Uh, so you, I don't know. Did I do Pennywise as well? Because two. You did weapons. do Pennywise? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> was me. I had to go big on the others. That's the thing. See. But I got a feeling it's going to be a fucking other tie. Carry on. I feel this is going to be a, a absolute whitewash by me. But got, I think Bruce is right. Yeah. Having this. Let's go. So Bruce is winning. What? Two one after three. Right. Yeah. So fear. I got a ten. Ten for Pennywise. Ten each. Oh, this one's good. This one is good. I'm glad this worked. This is completely random for the uh, viewers at home, should I say? Um, the icon. What numbers we got for icon? Nine. And I've also got nine. Nine. is going to go to tiebreak. So this is the tiebreak for box office. How is it tiebreak though? Because I'm I'm winning two one. No. Yeah. So if so, if you win the tie, if you win the box office, you've got a three three one. If Matt wins, it's two two, and then because it's the tie break, Matt will win because it's the. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. I feel that I'm going to lose this. There's four Jaws wow. movies, and you. Pennywise. Got... Those new Pennywises made bunts, mate. I'm telling you. They made proper sure. bunts. I know. <laughs> we'll start with. We will start with. Who do you want to start with? We'll start with Bruce. Eh? We'll start with Jaws. So the entire Jaws. Worldwide box office. Now, if anyone wants to be pedantic, I know they're different sharks. I was going right? to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's. So, but to be honest, I'll explain something later. So, the total worldwide box office for the Jaws films is $737 million. That's big. Now, most of that is Jaws. Jaws the Revenge. Do you know what its worldwide box office was? Four. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh poor Michael Caine. He got paid anyway, so it's fine. Well he did. So Pennywise, so the the two it films, right? Didn't do the T V movie, I did the two it films. One point zero seven billion Pow American dollars. I could not believe that figure. I had to double check because I thought it's like, got to be wrong. But the first, the the it chapter one took seven hundred and fifty million worldwide. It was the biggest horror movie takings of all time, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely smashed it. Incredible. And then obviously the second one took four hundred and fifty million. So that's it. I couldn't believe it. It's like this. Yeah, it was unreal. So okay, so that that's a tie. But Pennywise goes through on the tiebreaker. Wow, I've lost all three so far, so that's... <laughs> yeah. Jack Torrance? You won Jack Torrance? 
Oh yeah, sorry. I apologize. Okay. Okay, so last up, who have we got? I sort of spoiled it earlier, but Paul? No, it's Matt first. Oh yes. Matt, yeah, sorry Matt. I got the Xenomorph from Xenomorph. The Alien franchise. Versus Ghostface. <laughs> now if I remember rightly, whoever did this, I can't remember if it was John got It was me. Was it? it was <laughs> Fucked it right up, so we're <laughs> Okay, right, well, so physical. Xenomorph's got eight. What we got? Three. Eight. Mental, what we got for mental for Xenomorph? Two. Two. Seven. Ghostface? Seven. One, one. Weapons, Matt? <laughs> yeah. Weapons? Who did pick? Who had the Xenomorph? Who picked that? It was me, and you called him a shit for the acid for blood. I guess, right? It's a self-defense mechanism. It's self-defense. It's like a suicide thing. You don't need that as a weapon, don't worry. You're a massive weapon. His tail. Yeah. And the the mouth. Yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking joke. The fact that he can, like... It's not like like Ghostface's knife, though, is it? I say that's the thing. So, Matt got one. What did you get, Paul? <laughs> Seven. Seven. Okay. Ghost face is in the lead. Two, one. Right. Fear factor. What we got? Nine. Six. From the Xenomorph. Six for Ghost face. So, it's two, two. What we got? It's going to go to the box office again, you know. So, uh, Icon. What we got? Ten. Seven. Ten. Ten versus seven. So the Xenomorphs winning three two going into the final box office. So Are you including Convenant and Prometheus as well in the Alien franchise. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> and Alien versus Predator? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I've just got six movies. I got six no, five. Five movies when they're pretty big, maybe they are. Well, they are pretty big, to be honest, Paul. And so, you don't remember because of inflation, you know, screen movies were made a lot later. But then again, no, not with Covenant and stuff. I'm winning. So that. Okay. Carry on. Do you want to? Should we go? Who should we go first? Uh, I feel I want to go. I want to know the alien first and see if yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, go on. Okay, Show so, me that money. <laughs> The Alien franchise, uh, worldwide box office, is 10.1 billion. (laughs) (laughs) Drop your limbs, stop your grinning. (laughs) 10 billion dollars. Like, Alien, Alien took a shitload of money when it came out. I couldn't like there's a, there's a really cool website called numbers.com and it lists all of them and what they took and stuff. I, I found it pretty much by accident, but it was it, it it's really interesting to see what they all take. Uh, Alien Three and Alien Resurrection sort of take about the same amount of money, and then Prometheus took a shitload of money. Covenant took a load of money. Um, Aliens didn't take as much as I thought it would, considering how good it is. But yeah, the first Alien just absolutely smashed it. Um, so Scream franchise. To be fair, to be fair, did it break the billion? Seven hundred and forty-two million. <laughs> Nowhere near. <laughs> Seems kind Which of is sad. only seven million beyond the Halloween franchise on half the films. It's pretty so, good, that. Yeah, yeah, kind of it's a cash cow. 
Yeah, that was so, turning them out. <laughs> oh my word! So it's Pennywise versus I feel, like, I feel like you should include all the scary movies in there as well because of the, <laughs> the runoff. All right, then. okay, then I'll include the scary movies. That's seven hundred and forty-three million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So, um, it wants. Well, we'll split them up. So, well, we'll the, the first um, semi-finals: Michael Myers versus Jack Torrance. So we'll just continue. So, Matt, again. Oh, who what am I going to do? So you, Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Right. Okay. Let's go. So the first one, I have got nine. Nine. And Jack Torrance. Eight. Eight. So Michael Myers wins that one. With mental, I got four. Four. Two. Two. Oh, Michael Myers. Um, weapons. Two. Six. Six. Yeah. Cool. So two one after three. Be a factor. Eight. Six. Eight and six. So three one after f- four. Yep. Icon. Seven. Eight. Three, two. <laughs> so it goes back on the box office again. <laughs> I'm glad I did this now. Well, it's um, the Hall- that's the Halloween, isn't it? Halloween's- yeah, so Halloween, 749 million against The Shining, 45 million. <laughs> All right, then. So Michael Myers into the final. Well, Matt's playing himself now. Matt's playing himself now, not right? Again. I'm not playing myself again. Oh, what? No, yeah. so I reckon, Butch, pick one. Who do you want to be, Pennywise or the Xenomorph? Pennywise. Pennywise. So basically, I've won really everything. I'm just it now. <laughs> well, certainly Xenomorph was my character. All right. So. I would. <laughs> I really feel like Gabriel should have been in the final, but never mind. Oh, God. Look, guys, I think we can agree. Everybody wins with this game of Top Gun. <laughs> You're that guy. Right, so, Pennywise, go on, Paul. What we got? Physical? I have no idea. I don't have the points in front of me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll remind you, because I have a nice little grid here. It's good. So, uh, right, Pennywise is three, and Matt, what is Xenomorph? Eight. Eight, yeah. Um, mental, Pennywise is six. Xenomorph is only two. One one. Weapons. <laughs> Pennywise has what? Two? Two. And the Xenomorph has one. One. <laughs> <laughs> Pennywise takes the lead. A fear factor? Nine. The Nine. Xenomorph. Pennywise has ten. It's three one. Three one. Horror icon. Go on. Uh, Pennywise nine. And I have ten. Ten. Oh. Okay. So it goes on box office. Now these are the two heavy hitters. It's still oh. Matt. Oh. You can't yeah. be ten so, billion. <laughs> yeah. Ten billion. So the xenomorph goes through. Wow. So we okay. Hello. So Michael Myers versus xenomorph in the final. That's so weird. That is it. <laughs> oh, well, I want to see that Michael movie. Myers. Halloween versus Alien. I want to see this movie. Somebody make it now. Come on then, drop the numbers. Let's see who wins. 
Okay, so Michael Myers, uh, physical strength is nine against the Xenomorphs, eight. So Michael Myers, one. Uh, mental, Michael Myers is four against the Xenomorph, two. So that's two nil to Michael Myers. Weapons, <laughs> I'm going to laugh all the time. Uh, two for Michael Myers and one for the Xenomorph. So that's three nil for Michael Myers. Oh my God. Fear factor is eight for Michael Myers and nine for the Xenomorph. So that's three one. Horror Icon, 7 for Michael Myers and 10 for the Xenomorph. Um, so it's 3-2. And then Box Office. Jesus, the alien, the alien film has just destroyed it. Lots so it. Michael Myers, 749 million and the Xenomorph is 10 billion. So, <laughs> I would draw one last breath. Ultimate Horror Top Trump Icon, sponsored by Jordy Paul, is... <laughs> The Xenomorph! Oh my God. How to do that? I don't know. I feel like we should have eliminated Convenant, Prometheus, and uh, the Alien vs. Predator franchise, and I think that would have been a bit more even then, but never mind. I have got well, to say, if they were really to fight in a movie, who would actually win? <laughs> I, I, I believe Michael Myers all day. Yeah, you can't kill One Michael example. Myers. Hmm. I'd love he to see the won, scene really. where the chest it bursts out of Michael Myers' chest and he just pulls it out and like storms it off. <laughs> yeah, That'd be fucking cool. Yeah, he's definitely a bigger horror, horror icon. I don't know how the Xenomorph beat him by ten to seven, but there you go. That was fun. Thanks, Jordy Paul. That was good. Awesome. That was, you pulled down the bag, son. Cracking. Cracking. No worries. Yeah. Now we got to work out what uh, our next something to scream about is. I think it was a discussion on. Um, Gas stations in horror movies, wasn't it? <laughs> gas stations in horror movies. I already have mine picked for that one, so yeah, bring that one on. We'll discuss. Looking forward to that. All right, cool. Okay, so that was loads of fun. That was really cool. Thank you, Jory Paul. Now it's time to get into our movie from the vault. I haven't seen a car in 50 miles. You know what I just thought of, right? Kenny and Darla. You believe that story? That they had to go looking for her head? They only found the car. They never found her head. What's he doing? The hell is that? He dumped something down that pipe. Wrapped in a sheet. Is this your idea of a little adventure? just gonna look. Hello? You know the part in scary movies where somebody does something really stupid and everybody hates them for it? This is it. Every 23rd spring, for 23 days, it gets to eat. Eat. What the hell is that thing? You must have five, maybe six hundred bodies down there. You've got something it likes, one of you.
creepers. Okay, this episode's moving from the vault. I picked the 2001 uh, movie Jeepers Creepers. A little bit of a recap on what this movie is. A brother and sister driving home through isolated countryside for spring break encounter a flesh-eating creature which is in the midst of its ritualistic eating spree. Right. Anyone remember the first time that they watched this one? Cinema job or do. not? Do you reckon you went to the cinema to watch I, this? I went to the cinema to watch it. I know that, yeah. I think so. I think this seems to me yeah, like a I went, cinema movie. I went on a first date. It was a first date film for me. I'll, I'll vividly remember it. Um, it was, And I remember it being all over the TV. Like, the trailer. Yeah, they pumped it. Because it, it caused, like, a massive sensation in America. And I remember, like, it just being... You didn't really see anything. You just saw the bit where he falls down the tube, and then it was, like, the scariest thing you'll ever see. And I remember thinking, well, this will be a great first date. Um, yeah, so that was definitely the first time I've ever seen it. You didn't do the hot dog trick, did you? I mean, the popcorn trick. What's the hot dog trick? That's a different one. <laughs> I, mean, I can obviously think of what the hot dog trick is, but it's the same as the popcorn trick, right? But, uh, it's, yeah, it's a different kind of sausage in this bun. <laughs> when this film, I forgot, because when I saw this film last was so long ago, like literally when it first came out, obviously, and I've never watched it again. And I completely, because when it started, I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, he's punching above his weight. And then I realised they're brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, interesting. I, 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 I thought that too. I forgot that they were brother and sister when mm. I started watching this again. Um, oh God, I got no idea. I don't remember watching this. I don't remember the movie at all. So I don't remember <laughs> that if, I did, well. if I did watch it at cinema. I have no idea. I know the franchise. I can remember, you know, the movie and what the creature was. And I think uh, I remember the second one. More than anything, though, because of the whole bus thing. Yeah, totally. I, I remember that just to, used to play on a loop on every single place ever was the bus bit. But that's that's how I remember the second one more than anything. Mm. But it's, it's starring like Justin Long. I think it's like his, I think it's his second movie or that his first he's in. movie. But is it his first movie? Yeah, he was only like I think he was twenty-two when he was in this. He looks so young. Yeah, big time. And uh, Gina, Gina Phillips plays Trisha. I wrote Justin Long plays Brad, but that's not his name. Um, is, is it Jeffrey? I don't even remember. No, it's um, Darry. 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 Um, hang on, I'm getting an echo. All gone. Um, but yeah, oh, I thought the first thing about it was like it was, you know, a broad, broad daylight terror with that truck. I thought that truck was very, very foreboding. When it's when it's first introduced, the speed, the act, the camera angles used, um, and it was it was quite a terrifying encounter that first time with the truck. It was just like it was just not moving right, um, and I thought, fuck yeah, this is pretty cool. The rusty old truck, you know, that's sort of attacking them on the road. Very very cool. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you said that uh, that you couldn't remember the film because I've never seen it again since I saw it at the cinema. So Thank again, years. But it's exactly 
it's exactly how I remember it. And to be honest, it's exactly how I felt watching it this scene, this time around. Fair. Fair. And I stand by this because I said it at the time and I still stand by it. The first 10 or 15 minutes of this film are incredible. Absolutely up there with any horror film ever. Honestly, I just think it's if you go into this film not knowing what it's about and you're just like, what is going on? You know, the the truck rams them off the road. That scene where they're just having a bit of an argument in the car and the truck's just literally coming up behind them really sort of, obviously fast, but it's miles away and it's just really coming up. And it, it it's just brilliant. And obviously further down the road and they see him just dumping bodies in this pit and they don't know what's going on. I, I just think it's incredible. The, the first pit. 15 minutes. <laughs> the, pit, the, pit, the pit thing is, is scary because you think, oh, fuck, it's just like... This, tu- this horrible tunnel covered in God knows what, and there's no way of getting back out. That's the thought of that's pretty scary. <laughs> Being yeah. out there on your own, like fuck. Yes. And he's also very self-referential in that in that respect as well, which is quite early days. That sort of you know, on the back of like Scream and stuff like that. It's at this point you are calling him every fucking name under the sun. He's a fucking idiot. Why the hell would you do that? Mm. Why would you go back? Why would you go back and then why would you put yourself down a fucking pipe? What a fucking idiot. He's not a hero. He's a fucking donkey. But, yeah. <laughs> but she says it. She's like, oh, this is the part of the horror film where you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but the case... You notice, there's a thing about that tube, though, that, that, and I, I, I noticed it this time, and not before, but when they look into that tube, right, it's pitch black. When he falls into that tube, she can see him at the bottom. Yeah, because there's like the sun shining in through the hole. <clears throat> I, I, feel, I feel that could be explained with just the sun moving across at the right minute, maybe. Mm. Wait, wait, two minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that 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 cave's pretty creepy. Um, and the and the crow comes in for a good jump scare. Crows are obviously really good for that. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, can you imagine that in the cinema? Just like... That did shoot me up, actually, I'll be honest, because I, like, I had the TV really loud as well, and it's just like, because it looks like I was like, ah! I was like, fucking shit myself. <laughs> but there is, before that, like, there is quite an eerie, the bit where he's finding all the bodies down there, that's pretty fucked up. Like, you think, what well, the he finds the live body, the still live body. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just was... that body, I don't know. It reminds me of the guy out of um, People Under the Stairs. You know, the little roach guy. Uh, People Under the Stairs. <laughs> With no tongue. Remember that guy? He looks exactly like him. Another gas station. I was having a discussion about future gas station movies. There's another gas station in this movie. And another scene where it's fucking very creepy. The thing is stalking him, clearly. And smelling. Smell. And it's... It, it's it's a weird old thing, the creeper, isn't it? And that is a great thing that it's called the creeper. Well, I think it's fucking great. Um, but it just doesn't give a shit. You know, it's sort of like, I mean, I watched this one with my partner and she likes her supernatural horrors. She had to, she wouldn't watch the last half an hour. She got, she got a bit, which is a bit creeped out. Um, after the, the cops, when she realized that there was like, you know, no, no one was safe. She was like, "I'm out, I'm out of there." <laughs> Interesting. 
Yeah, I thought, I was like, okay, that's, I had to have a little conversation with her. If, that, I would have, if, that, if that's me, I would have gone way before that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> she wanted to, I was just like, come on, come on. But yeah, she wouldn't, she had to watch, she had to read the end of the movie and she wasn't happy with it, so yeah, she had to leave. <laughs> uh, you had that, the diner, like, this is, again, this, I suppose this is where it lost me the first time and it sort of started, it, it, I sort of felt the same way, is that they got, they're all, they're, they're like, dirty, bloody or whatever, naked, driving into this diner, running into this diner, and it's like, help! And they just look as if, they just look at them as if they're like... No one says a word. It's like, oh, alright, yeah, we'll best call the police. You know. Uh. And look, they also get that creepy call from the woman that's seeing things, like, um, which is fucking strange. Strange and yeah, random. Psychic yeah, psychic. Yeah. yeah. That, that, was, that whole bit is just weird. Yeah, I wouldn't really bother by that. You know, and you know, we could. The, the song's creepy enough when it comes on the radio about someone having to explain the backstory. It was like that, though, wasn't it? It's like somebody just trying to explain why and what, like a little bit of a, oh shit, we need to explain this part. I know, write this in. But <clears throat> going back to the the look of the creeper, I like, I can't help but saying it, but sometimes when I look at him, he just reminds me of a reject from Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Ivan Ooze. I don't. I don't think that it's the greatest creation of a monist. It almost it didn't need to be seen in its in the light. I feel. I think it's too soon as well. Yeah, because it was creepy enough being that kind of like hat with a weird coat and the hair and the because it's the way it moves and stuff. And I mean, when you know when she's like running it over in the car about seven times. Fucking hell, that was funny as fuck. That's pretty brutal. I laughed, I mean, because I couldn't remember remember how many times she actually run the fucking thing over. It just almost felt so too easy, though, didn't it? It was like, this ain't ended. But she just kept rolling over him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Uh, But even when the cops get it, though, I thought that was pretty dark. I mean, you know, then you realise how fucking strong the thing is. Mm. Jumps on top and just rips them out of the side. And it ends up in the fucking car as well. It's just eating shit. It's it's and then no, like you said, no nothing's nothing's safe. N- no one's safe, and it doesn't matter if it's dark light or whatever. This thing's fucking coming. Yeah, I just yeah. The, the bit where like I agree with Matt where the it where it stops being now. Obviously, it's 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 something otherworldly than a man because of the jumping on top of cars and tracking them down so quick but I just think that the way he bites the tongue sucks the tongue out of the head or bites the tongue out and it becomes like a monster film or the, the wing comes out and things like that yeah. it, it loses a bit of the film it loses a bit of that what actually is going on mm. and it sort of it just gives you too much the end, so like look at you know Malignant obviously talking about the Gabriel Share like a sort of similar look type of you know and but you're left guessing with malignant until right at the end and then it's like you know it doesn't let off for 15 minutes whereas this could I, I feel it would have been a much better film if you spent the entire film not having a clue what it was yeah okay it's obviously some sort of monster but for me like i said the t- first 15 minutes i thought is this just some crazy man who's killing people mm. Because that's how it's marketed. It was, I remember when it was marketed in the trailers and stuff, they didn't really reveal what it was. Yeah, maybe they realised that. It was like a kind of wrong turn slasher type thing. Yeah, 
And then they, re- yeah, maybe they realise that the thing looks really stupid and dumb. But <laughs> <laughs> but there were some funny bits in it, man. Like as well as like some creepy moments and when it does lose it, you know, you sort of forgive it for those first awesome fifteen twenty minutes, and then like the middle was like, mm, okay. But there were some real great funny little bits with it in there when he looks like he's snogging the the head at one stage. And even when he like reopens his door and just lob like as in like he's forgot the head and he bungs the head in, there's some quite nice little touches there that even if it is just like moved away from that creepiness, there's some quirky little bits in there you do still remember, which I think are really cool. Like the cat lady. Like the cat Who a crazy cat lady. <laughs> She's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a really, really fun scene, I thought. Like when she was a really fun character to have in there and stuff like that. Like Surly and, and loads of cats. Fantastic. I did like the bit where you appeared in the garden as the scarecrow. Dark. See again like that, that's that's yeah. dark, man. He's still got the hat on, he's still really but you haven't seen enough of him at this point. But the police station bit at the end is sort of like, oh, he looks naked and he looks weird and wrinkly. Oh, I'm not really sure that I care. And he, and it, all the cops are just like really shit and they can't shoot anything and they shoot at the wrong time. I thought, oh, God, not this again. <laughs> yeah, the end, like the end, it just, for me, it just sort of, it's, it's almost like the film and the film and I go, right, that's it. Stop. <laughs> I didn't, I, when I saw it the first time, I didn't think that was the, the end was the end. I thought, oh, okay, because obviously um, her brother gets taken away by the thing, and then I was like, oh, here we go. It's gonna. She's now gonna go and find him and get him because she knows where he his kind of lair is. Surely, because I thought it was gonna it continue. Burns down, it doesn't fucking it? doesn't. It's just, it's just like you just it, you just see that like weird end bit. Obviously, that ties up a bit. It's just like you think all that for that. Mm. He just he gets what he I wants. Thought, to yeah. be honest, I, I thought when I was watching it, it again, I, I thought there was like the hint of I I thought this while I was watching it again was almost like it was said that the creature was after her. I thought it was going to be after her. She's got the thing it wants. Yeah, but, but it wasn't like that. that. Was, it wasn't because it's him he wanted the whole time. Because if you remember when they refer. When they're back in the car getting chased, mad, not wearing seatbelts. If you're driving that fast and a lunatic's coming after you, you wear a seatbelt at least. <laughs> they refer to his washing on the back of the seat, and it's all his washing. She's like, "Why don't you ever wash anything?" And he's like, "Oh, that's why I'm going to mum's." So that's so that's how I knew it's after him. He was proper gay for him. Proper foreshadowing. Yeah, I like it. Eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sniffing his pants. Just go right back to the right of the start when he can't pass that RV. Yeah. When he's like waving it out before the creeper turns up, and I was like, just pat, just overtake the bloody truck, will you? Yeah, I, I've, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I can't. I really thought in that it. family was going to come back at, uh, at some point in the film as well, and I thought, yeah, maybe they come back in the, the film somewhere, but they didn't. Well, like number two is set set like after, and it's obviously not bad with the. There's a lot more deaths in it, isn't there? Which is pretty cool. Um, but the third well, I remember one, remember, it's a lot more Hollywood. Yeah, and the third one goes back between the first and the second, the first and the second movie. Bothered. Yeah, but there is four. There is a fourth the first, one. There is a. Fourth. Oh yeah, there's a new one coming out. Yeah. Apparently. 
I remember watching the second one, and uh, th- again, the first five minutes of the second one, where he's on the scarecrow pole. Picking them off the bus. And the kid's running through the field, yeah. and he jumps off and flies and grabs him. Yeah. And that's brilliant. And the rest is fucking shite. <laughs> yeah, the rest of it is terrible. But, um, yeah, going back to this, like, the whole... Yeah, it just peters out to just a really abrupt ending. And then it's like, yeah. like yeah. she walks out. Her brother's just been kidnapped by a winged demon thing, right? And it's like, oh, your mum's here to pick you up. All right, cheers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You're not upset about your brother still? Or you, oh, we didn't really get one anyway. Yeah, you know. It's almost like, oh, I just give up. I tried to tell him. And now he's dead. So, oh, well. Okay. Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> I want to make some facts because this would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, it will. Depends, it will. It depends which way you've gone with these facts. <laughs> well, we'll see. Let's see if we, uh, if we, we, maybe we should rate the film now, and then I'll re- we can rate the film after I've done my facts. How about no. that? No. No. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, so, <laughs> so a little bit of facts on the film. Victor Salva has always said the Creeper legend um, is complete fiction. But the scene where Trish and Darry witnessed the creeper dumping the body down the well by an abandoned church was inspired by an actual case of a guy called Dennis Depew, a former Michigan property assessor who murdered his wife and was seen witnessing near an old schoolhouse with a, a bloody sheet. Two witnesses also recall Depew speeding past them in a van and eventually tailing them and riding their bumper for several miles. The case was also profiled on a 1990 episode of Unsolved Mysteries in 1987. Depew. Depew. <laughs> so the fact was a bit Depew. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit poor, wasn't it? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the guy that actually plays the creeper, uh, Jason Breck, uh, he, he actually appears in the movie 11 min- minutes in without the makeup as a police officer. Mm. It's quite cool, just a little appearance. Um, the original, um, the original name for the film originally was called "Here Comes the Boogeyman." Oh, glad they didn't go with that. Jeepers Creepers is is stuck with you, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, when Victor Salva arrived in Florida, he discovered that one million pounds or dollars worth of his financing had fallen through, and he was forced to cut twenty pages of the script from the end of the film. There would have been a fiery climax where Darry manages to get behind the wheel of the creeper's truck and drives it into an oncoming train in a suicidal attempt to destroy the creature. Don't know if that would have made it better or not. Do you know what I mean? Um, it makes sense not, why the end was so blunt. Yeah, maybe they wanted to go out in a bit more in flames and stuff. But, unfortunately, there's a big but here. I have to end on a negative. Because this whole film was soured for me when I found out about this next fact anyway. And I kind of knew there was something about it, but Dalvin Deeper makes me feel even more icky about this whole situation. So in 1988, Salva was convicted of... of, Allegedly... Well, no, it was not allegedly. He was convicted of sexually misconduct with a, 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 a kid, basically, that was in one of his movies called Clown House. And he was underage, and he was 12 years old at the time, and videotaping one of the encounters, and um, basically owning commercial videotapes and magazines containing child pornography, were also found in his home. He served 
15 months of a three-year sentence. And I'll end on this last note. This film was also one of the producers was none other than Roman Polanski. I rest my case. The, the, the Jeepers Creepers? Yeah. Roman Polanski was a producer? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Can we do Fucking Clown House? Can we do Clown House for a for a future rewatch though? Because that seems. I was, oh, was going to move my pick from the next movie from the vault. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I, I, Sam Rockwell's I, in that movie. I know. Un- unbelievable that somebody can literally go to jail with one of their first movies, come out, and literally make about nine more movies. With I, I just don't how how. Well, hope. I mean, he didn't do. Oh, okay, nothing. Bloody hell! Let's not go there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I could go deeper on the facts, but yeah, yes. fucking yes. mental. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's kind of soured the whole thing. I mean, I didn't. I, I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of the movie. Like Paul said, first like fifteen twenty minutes, it's quite good. Dips down. Like, I just remember the ending being annoying, and not on the first time I watched it. I didn't find the um what's the name, Justin Long to be so annoying, but he really fucking annoyed me this time round. Yeah. So, you know, if we're gonna score it, I'll give it probably I'd say for me four out of ten refs. Yeah, I'll give it a five, it's average. I know I'm not gonna t I'm not gonna I'm gonna try and be um you know, try and ignore her as the, the the wrongness of everything else and just to judge it on the merit of the movie. Um, it's got a franchise ability. Uh, the creep is kind of weird, and it's it is it's a you remember it. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna give it an average five. But the the movie itself is great for the first. It's almost like an eight or a nine for the first fifteen minutes. But yeah, it, it's it down. So five overall, defo. Completely agree, gents. Like if we're if we're in the first fifteen twenty minutes, it will be nine or a ten for me because I just I just remember it when I first saw it the first time. It was just whoa, this is going to be amazing, and then by the end of it, it was like oh, that was a bag of shade. Um, so yeah, I think straight down the middle, five. Awesome. So that's a draw. One last breath. Five out of ten. Cool. Uh, Matt, I believe it's your pick for the next uh, episode. Let's hear it. It is my pick, and I want to go for a film that you'll be glad to know that it's on Shudder. I I have not seen this film, and I've wanted to watch it for a long time. Mr. Butcher, I think you've seen this. Mr. Paul Stevens, you definitely haven't, I don't think. But it's <laughs> probably not. Dario Gento's Demon. Demons. Demons. Ooh, yes. I've never seen it. I have got a really old school um, DVD, which I found in some bargain basement stuff. It's got Demons 1 and 2. It's a really, like, old... Is it going to be as good as your uh, Monster Squad VHS? No, it's it's not a bad copy, but this movie's good. This movie's good. All right, hold it down, hold it down. (laughs) I have not seen it, and I really want to see it, because am I right in saying that it's, it's it's not Italian, is it? Is it? No, it's American. I don't know, it's set in... American, but Dario Gianto... Yeah, um, I don't know the history behind it. I haven't read anything. I just okay. remember watching it. Sorry, I don't know any anything. I have to do. I have to do some research on the next bit. But yeah, it's... Paul Stevens, you haven't seen it, have you? I definitely haven't seen this. Oh, this could be a good one. This we're bringing it back <laughs> to the 80s. This could be a. This could be 
an interesting conversation. Um, I wonder how Geordie Paul is going to react to this movie. I think they're <laughs> polarizing, maybe the word. <laughs> but I'm game for everything, lads. I'm game. I am open to be uh, a changed man through this process. Cool. Awesome. All right. Excellent. Thanks for that. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Draw One Last Breath. Um, as we close 102, we look to 103, and our main review on next episode is going to be something that we find. Or <laughs> uh, some scream about, we will let you know, but it looks like it might be some discussions on gas stations in horror movies. And Matt's, Matt's pulled from the vault. Da- Dario Argento presents Demons. Awesome. Um, well, that only leaves one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>